We know him from the beginning, you know, when he was about 40 years old, and we know him when he's 80 years old. Cool. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is in theaters for sneak previews Thursday night. Jason Nathans and ABC News. Hollywood. Hmm. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so he sure is going 100% on promoting this film. Right. He's like, all right, fine. I gave you one more. Are you happy now? What do you want from right. me? Now leave me be. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 12 minutes after 5 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric back from up north in the house once again. Good morning. Good to be back. All good. A lot of boat time, a lot of fishing, a lot of up north. A lot of sandbar time. Up north stuff. Oh, it's fantastic. He's doing up north stuff. It's always super cheap. (laughs) Nothing seems to cost a lot of money up there. You go to the bar and they're like, that'll be $17. No, I want to get the round. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, $17. Okay. Oh my gosh, fantastic. Fantastic. Weather was great. It was gorgeous. You left a message, as as people are wont to do these days, it seems, when somebody's going to be gone out of the office, that's the O-O-O. I will be just, hey team, I'll be O-O-O for this day and that day, letting everybody know, because Eric has various... Managerial and oversight duties here at WTMJ. So you want to let everybody FYI, know. Yeah. Check with Mike. He's in charge when I'm gone, or this sure. person's in charge. But you use the? Did you use the phrase "out of pocket"? Ah, uh, if I did, because I'm seeing that <laughs> pop up more and more. So out of pocket would suggest like, hey, there's no way I can be reached. Yes. Yeah, so he's not in our pocket, as it were. <laughs> Like, Debbie, did you also see yesterday I... from from Wex, and you've heard Steve Wexler on the air from time to time, and he does our yeah. hired show on the weekends, and he's uh, once director of programming here for us, long history, vice here. president yeah. of this, that, and the other, right? So he also was going to be gone and wanted to send a note said, saying he was going to be out of pocket for the next several days or whatever. So I did email him back as as I do from so, uh, time to time. What the heck is that pocket mean? I said, where do we get the phrase out of pocket? I don't know that I've ever considered you in pocket <laughs> or whatever implications that would have. Wex says he, he researched it and says it appears to be a misuse of the term. <laughs> so okay. what does it mean then if it's a misuse? Well, the direct definitions, I actually looked it up. It's all, it has to do all about money. Like I'm out of pocket. This is out of pocket. out of right? pocket. Yeah. Ah, for insurance. I got you. Stuff. Yeah. But there is some robust online discussion about the other use which a lot of people have adapted out of pocket means i'm not reachable well so is there a difference between out of office and pto i mean they're basically the same thing but if you say you're out of office does that still mean you might still take the phone call i don't know i was on pto but i was in the office the other week to which you all teased me for so i guess you have to be clear well regardless eric is in pocket today yes, at 514 and brandon snide has sports next Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After winning two out of three in Cleveland, the Milwaukee Brewers took their talents to the Big Apple, and with one swing of the bat off Joey Weimer, Milwaukee took game one of the four-game set. Weimer, a high fly ball, deep center field, going back is Nimmo. At the track, at the wall, gone! 
Joey Weimer flips this game. It's 2-1 to one crew. Lane Grindle on the call right here on WTMJ as Weimer knocked in the two-run blast to straightaway center. And the Brewers' bullpen holds on for the 2-1 to one victory Monday night, securing the team's 41st victory of the year. I thought we did as good a job against them without scoring as we could do, uh, <laughs> you know, really for five innings. We put pressure on them every inning, or four of the five innings. It was a little frustrating not scoring. We left a bunch of men on base, but, you know, you get... You know, if you get to a bullpen after five, you know, there, there's um, a chance. And then, obviously, we got a big swing from Joey. The Brewers will look for win number four on this 10-game road trip with Julio Tehran slated to get the start tonight. Coverage gets underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 535. From the Diamond to the NBA, where all eyes will be on the Milwaukee Bucks beginning Friday, the league's free agency period opens. And according to general manager John Horse, Chris Middleton remains at the top of his list to bring back to Milwaukee. Chris is core to who we are and uh, really all the success that we've had. And our goal is always to sustain, sustain our success and continue to compete and be in a chance to win, a uh, position to win year in and year out. And we hope to have him back. That free agency window opens Friday at 5 p.m. And the Bucks will officially begin their summer league action in Las Vegas starting on July 7th. Lastly, over to the Men's College World Series, where a day after allowing 24 runs, the LSU Tigers put up 24 hits on their way to the 18-4 Game 3 championship-clinching victory over the Florida Gators. The 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss! And all is right in the world. Tigers win! Tigers win! The national championship is headed back to Baton Rouge. The dog pile begins left of the mound. With the win, LSU became the first Division I school to win a baseball and basketball national championship in the same season. I'm not sure all is right in the world. In Louisiana, it is. <laughs> right. but I guess it, in Louisiana, yeah. it is. It is. 518 coming up next. I got an update to our American Family Field graduation base runner. That story is next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Update on the American Family Field graduation base runner this morning. Actually, it was on Channel 12 last night. Yeah, it was. So he's enjoying his time. Mm-hmm. So you heard about this story first, though, on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric, you were out, but you saw the video, oh, yeah. right? All right. So here's a little bit of the narrative. Midway through this, the handing out of the diplomas, a young male or female. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Only a dude would do this. <laughs> Uh, after receiving their diploma, walked off the stage, hopped over the ropes, and proceeded to run the bases. So that's how I learned of it initially. I played golf on Sunday, and one of my buddies was just telling a few of us hanging around for beers after, like, hey, I went to this graduation. It was awesome. And you're like, how is graduation <laughs> awesome for your niece? Never He's awesome. Like, no, no. We were at American Family Field, and a number of larger high schools have been having their commencement ceremonies there. Okay. Then you get to invite everybody, yep, right? Yep, yep, And things are set up behind home plate, and then you know the stage is there, but you're not supposed to go out onto the playing field. And one of the kids hopped that rope after getting his diploma and did a full run of the bases. And pretty quickly, actually. I was impressed. A couple others said, I wish I had a clock on that kid. <laughs> so it was a young man named Isaac Neal. And he's the one who took the victory lap. And here's how it sounded in real time. Ryan Nuss. No, he didn't. Isaac, he just ran the bases. Yes, he did. 
What I love about that, you can still hear everybody walking across stage. Yeah, they're still doing more names. Eric Bilstead. Hey, Meanwhile, Eric, there's Vitrano you... running. <laughs> right. He's trucking around the bases, turning second. Some have suggested he ought to have slid into home. Oh, that would have been tough. That would have been pretty cool. Well, I got the video because I talked to my buddy, and then I'm, I'm just looking for additional information. Mm-hmm. Not so much confirmation. I had no reason not to believe him, but I didn't want to come on here and... Say, oh, well, I heard from this guy right, that this right. happened. You know, so I'm I'm trolling around talking to some people I know in Oak Creek, and I texted a friend whom we know, and we know uh, their son was graduating in that class, and just to confirm that it happened, maybe learn some additional stuff. She sends me the video because that was her kid. <laughs> of course, it was. Yes. Isaac Neal, super cool young man, smart. He's a band kid, standout athlete in three sports. Everybody likes him, and yep, that was him. His uh, statement to me was I decided I'd only be able to do this once. Whatever the punishment, it would be worth it. That's about as far through as he thought it. So was there a security guard like at a normal game that ran out there and tackled him? There was a police officer there. Nobody tackled him, <laughs> which I think was the right response. It's during a game you have player safety yes, and yes, other things. Yes, 100% agree. But he wasn't going to hurt anybody, Just but he was escorted off. And actually, they didn't even give him his diploma that day. Really? Yeah, they held on to his diploma. So the update is... His mom sent me a picture that he had sent to her when he's in the car after visiting the high school and having probably some tough conversations mm-hmm, over there. Mm-hmm. They did give him his diploma. <laughs> so it's largely behind him. I suppose there is still the specter of a possible ticket that he could get, but uh, nothing yet. Went by the school yesterday, took care of that. So that'll be the warning then. That'll be the warning for right. next year. Or any school that is yet to do it yet this year, they'll be like, hey, look, citation coming. Right. And also, we can't have this or they're not going to let yeah, us do this right, year. Right, right. My wife had an interesting suggestion. She said, here's how you take care of this. If you're the Brewers, like, they let the kids run the bases on Sunday. Little children are out there. Like, you want to th- have a thing? Look, after this is all done, we'll set it up. Any of you that want to run the bases, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, those in the high heels running on the bases. <laughs> sure. and you would have it. Absolutely. <laughs> if you want to see it, it's up on my social media pages, or you can text the word GRAD to the old National Bank talk and text line. The word is GRAD, G-R-A-D, to 855-616-1620. We'll send you the link. No, he didn't. Isaac, he just ran the bases. Our WTMJ Cares Initiative, Major Blood Drive, still on this morning and tomorrow at the Milwaukee County Zoo in our Sandy Max championing this cause reports the first day of turnout was productive and joyful upon arriving on the first morning of the wtmj cares three-day blood drive at the milwaukee county zoo once i walked past the playful penguins and into the peck welcome center my heart was warm to see many donors already checked in to give blood mary velker of wauwatosa was one of several american red cross volunteers who greeted me she had a bright friendly smile and immediately made me feel welcome we discussed how blood is used cancer patients often need blood transfusions and the red cross um, is there to step in and help i feel like everybody's been touched by cancer um, I have been touched by cancer myself three times, so yes, that's very true. Mary, you're a survivor, and you're helping I, other people survive. I am, and I, I love the opportunity to be here and giving back. Caroline Barrow's meaningful reason for participating in the WTMG Cares Blood Drive is because blood donations help save the life of her friend, Reuben. He uh, had APL leukemia, and it took the first day, it took 16 units of blood to get him stable. 
and then it was a six-month battle. It turned out that he was actually, you know, he could have died that day. He was bleeding out internally. So, yeah, it saved him. There were first-time blood donors, and there was Scott Mankey from New Berlin. He's on a streak. 66th donation. <gasps> 66 pints so far. That is correct. Wow. Yeah. When did you start? About 20 years ago. What motivated you then? Work. Work said, hey, I'll give you four hours of pay and you donate blood. And I said, okay, let's do it. Been doing it for 20 years. That's incredible. What a great habit your old job started. Are awesome. you still at that job? Yes. <laughs> Can we say what company encourages such Post good office. behavior? Post office. Yeah, Franklin Post Office. Been with those guys for almost 27 years. That kind of incentive is an idea more business owners and bosses could consider to help avoid a shortage of blood supply year-round. And for fun-loving music fan Eric Main of Milwaukee, his motivation to donate blood today? Because they give cool stuff out at the zoo when you give blood. And you get Summerfest tickets. Well, that's just an added bonus. <laughs> the WTMJ Cares Blood Drive continues today until 3 and tomorrow from 9 until 3 at the Milwaukee County Zoo. Book your blood donation appointment now at WTMJ.com. Sandy Max, WTMJ News. Or you can text the word blood to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620. Word blood, B-L-O-O-D, to 855-616-1620. We'll send you the link to register. 545, Brandon Snide with sports coming up. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Green Bay Packers are set to embark on a new era at quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is out. Jordan Love is in. But what about their kicker situation? You know, Packers, you know, drafted Andrews there in the sixth round. And, um, you know, they're, they're taking a look at him, seeing what's going on. Um, you know, they've been open um, in, the, in the media, at least, that. You know, doors never closed on uh, you know a guy like myself, but uh, you know as of right now, I'm I'm training. I'm uh, you know I'm preparing for training camp and first season. Um, you know as if I you know did any other year. Longtime Packer there, Mason Crosby, who joined Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN on a quick update on where he is currently at. The veteran cur- kicker is currently a free agent and with no guarantees of coming back to Green Bay. He mentions he will always appreciate the city. The team and of course the fans. Until it's all over, it's like I, I'm not gonna like really, you know, try to get the emotion and feel like all the feels with it. But uh, yeah, it is surreal and it is. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just so thankful for my time there, and I, I feel like I've been that way even when I was playing there. Just trying to be thankful, you know, grateful for the opportunity and uh, go out there and and compete on a daily basis. Love love being around my teammates and. Uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that uh, I think everyone misses uh, whenever this is all said and done. The Packers are set to begin their training camp over on July 25th. Over to the Diamond as Colin Ray pitched six and one-thirds innings, allowing just one run, and with the Brewers down by a score, Joey Weimer flipped the score in the game. Weimer, a high fly ball, deep center field, going back is Nimmo, at the track, at the wall, gone! Joey Weimer flips this game. It's 2-1 to one crew. Laying Grindle on the call there as the Brewers would go on to hold on to that 2-1 to one lead and secure the team's 41st victory. Weimer, who now has 11 home runs, is currently tied with Cincinnati's Spencer Steer for third amongst NL rookies. Two-strike count, two outs, not trying to do too much. Uh, just got a good pitch to hit and put a good swing on it. The now first-place Brewers are right back at it tonight in New York. Julio Tehran 
is slated to get the start. Coverage gets underway on WTMJ beginning at 535. Sloppy game on the base pass for the Brewers, both offensively and defensively. 11 stranded runners last night. Yep, And then we were throwing the ball all over the infield, stolen base, then a wild throw. A win on the road is a win on the road. (laughs) We'll take it. Take it it however you get it. 548 on Wisconsin's Morning News. An update on the situation in Russia. Russia's President Vladimir Putin out with several statements since the attempted coup, if you will. That story coming up next in a live report from ABC News. Five fifty-two on Wisconsin's morning news this morning. New information on the fallout from what is reportedly an attempt to overthrow Russian President Vladimir Putin. This morning, the leader of that effort, Wagner Group's Yevgeny Prigozhin, now saying that that was actually never his group's intention. ABC's Justin Finch. Prigozhin broke his silence from an unknown location. Saying in an audio recording that his goal was not to overthrow Putin's government, but rather to protest Moscow's attempt to dissolve his forces into the Russian army. Yeah, but they shot down a fighter jet and a couple of helicopters and were apparently closer to Moscow than originally reported. So that doesn't entirely check out with a lot of observers. Meanwhile, President Putin addressing the Russian people in a recorded message working to appear firmly in control. ABC News correspondent Ines de la Quatera is in Paris this morning with new reporting on this. We'll back up and talk more about Prigozhin in a moment, Ines, but can you start us off with the latest comments from Vladimir Putin? What's what's his spin on this? Yeah, so it's interesting. We did see uh, Putin. There was lots of talk uh, yesterday and over the weekend that we hadn't seen him uh, since uh, since the, the Wagner Group announced their abrupt reversal and since they decided to halt their march on Moscow. Uh, but we did see the Russian president in pre-recorded remarks. So a video was released. Uh, he thanked Russians for their endurance, solidarity, patriotism. He claimed that any blackmail attempt was doomed to fail. And he said the armed rebellion would have been suppressed. So I think that's being viewed as Putin really trying to project strength here as outside observers are, are saying that this whole thing leaves him looking weak and, and possibly vulnerable and, and might embolden some of his opponents. Um, he also said the organizers of the rebellion betrayed their country and their people. But at the same time, he said the majority of Wagner fighters are patriots. He thanked them for not following through with the rebellion. And he's offering them the option of joining either the defense ministry, other law enforcement agencies, or he's also giving them the option of returning home. So interesting to, to, to you know, see how he's trying to walk a fine line here with the Wagner group. He's uh, calling out the organizers of the rebellion, uh, insisting that he would have suppressed the rebellion. But at the same time, he's not going after the Wagner men. And in fact, that was part of the deal that ended this rebellion. Uh, the Kremlin saying that it would not be punishing uh, the, the, these mercenary men, that their leader would be allowed to move to Belarus. And on that point, actually, the FSB uh, saying that they have dropped the criminal case investigating the rebellion, saying the case was closed because it has been established that the participants stopped their actions, uh, stopped the actions directly aimed at committing a crime. Yeah, and uh, we're talking with ABC News correspondent Ines de la Contera this morning. Uh, on that, we don't know exactly where Prigozhin is, Ines, or what he's doing next. Is there any talk, though, about this episode? Because that all just seems so convenient. That perhaps it was a false flag of some sort, the abrupt turnaround, the convenient, convenient exodus here of Prigozhin. Is it possible there's more here than what it looks like? 
I think that's the general feeling um, that there's just this was so bizarre. Um, it happened so quickly. The reversal was so abrupt. Um, and, and we don't know the full details of the deal. So we understand that the deal uh, was brokered by Belarus's leader, Alexander Lukashenko, who is also a close Putin ally. Um, but I don't think he's someone who's, who's, you know, necessarily trusted by the international community either. And so the fact that these three men are three men are, are involved here in, in this deal, there's a sense that we may not know about all the details of the deal, all the concessions that Fergosian may have gotten out of the Kremlin. Um, and certainly that's what, uh, you know, Western leaders are, are talking about, that this may take a, a while to play out. It may be uh, several months before we fully understand the, the, the impacts of all of this. The Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, talked about that, how we haven't yet seen the final chapter here. Um, and then the EU's foreign policy chief, Joseph Burrell, also said that the situation in Russia remains complex and unpredictable and that the EU is remaining vigilant. So, um, yeah, lots of questions still as to what what this was all for, what it all means and what came out of this deal. ABC News correspondent Ines de la Cotera live with us from Paris this morning. Thanks, Ines. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Yes, still a lot there. You right. And, and how are we going to know? And, and what's good you know, what's yes. the best outcome for the West? I told you when, we were, when this was all playing out on Saturday, I was in the car and, you know, my daughter wanted to listen to, you know, okay, can we put some music on? I'm yeah. like, we have to hear this right now. This is happening. And I just quickly explained what was going on. This guy's marching on Moscow mm-hmm. and, you know, it's Putin's has fled, fled the capital city. And she said, is that good? I said, that's the question. Don't have an answer for that one. It is concerning, though. Think about all the chaos in that country, yes. and there are a lot of arms in that country. More here than the story that we're being told, though, right? Yeah, no, nope. Absolutely. Investigation's wrapped up. We're good. Yeah, we're good. It's <laughs> we're moving fine. on. Nothing to see here. 557 business headlines up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Teddy Nichol. Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers recently finalized four new housing development loan programs that could receive a combined $525 million in state money. He also signed a bill designed to make it easier for housing developers to win municipal approval for projects. The local food truck Tots on the Street has found a permanent home at Bad Moon Saloon on South Clement Avenue. It previously had a temporary space at the Crossroads Collective Food Hall. It sells stuffed tater tots, including Wisconsin cheese curd tots and buffalo chicken tots. Harley-Davidson will pay the Milwaukee County Parks $100,000 for an event sponsorship agreement to use Veterans Park at the lakefront during the company's 120th anniversary celebration. The event runs July 13th through the 16th. I'm Teddy Nykel with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.